Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to A Minute with Coach Riggs. Former T.R. Miller head football coach Jamie Riggs shares his views on all aspects of football after a 40-year Hall of Fame high school career. Coach Riggs and his guests will discuss the latest on the local high school and college teams, the current issues that are dominating high school, college, and NFL football, as well as reliving some of the classic moments and history of the game with the people that made it happen. This is A Minute with Coach Riggs. I want to welcome you to another episode of A Minute with Coach Riggs. We are podcasting today from beautiful Bruton, Alabama here, and I have with me as my guest, my oldest son, Michael. Michael, it's good to have you on board uh, for the first time in doing the Top 25. Yeah, excited I could join in and uh, critique the committee's uh, decisions and uh, and give a little input here. All right, so... Uh, uh, I will, we've got a couple other guests that are going to join us uh, here in a little bit, but um, would like to just remind everybody that um, we'll continue to put some Facebook posts on about each of these teams. We'll try to get some pictures and video, a little information about each team as uh, as this goes along. So the the first thing we're going to do here is talk about the uh, where we are up to this point. You know, this thing started out where we're trying to find the top ten. And we're working in that direction, and we're going to eventually get there one of these days. But uh, right now, uh, let's talk about the first 10 that we've done. The number 25 team of all time was the 1951 Miller Tigers. They went 9-1. and one. They were the best team of the 1950s. The number 24 team was the 1973 Miller Tigers. They went 10-2 and two and made it to the state semifinals. I was on that team. And the number 23 team of all time was the 2022 Miller Tigers. Obviously, that was from this past season, uh, coached by Brent Hubbard. They went 10-2 uh, and two on the season. The number 22 team of all time is the 1977 T.R. Miller Tigers, coached by Frank Cotton, went 9-1, uh, lost one football game, and did not make the playoffs. The, uh, yeah, that's tough. That's just tough, and they were a good outfit. They were a really good outfit. The number 21 team of all time is the 1940 T.R. Miller Tigers that went 7-1-1, and and they gave up 14 points the entire season. Um, The number 20 team of all time was the 1964 Miller Tigers. They went 8-1-1. They were coached by Daryl Fitz. And this was the Mike Sasser-led team that kind of uh, got us going in the right direction after a number of years of failure in football. The number 19 team of all time was the 2001 T.R. Miller Tigers that went 12-2 and and was a state semifinalist. The number 18 team of all time was the 1986 Miller Tigers, coached by Mike Sasser. They went 12-2. and uh, lost the first game to Andalusia. Lost the state championship game to Litchfield. were 4A in those years. And won the 12 in between in pretty dominating fashion. The number 17 team of all time was the 1996 Miller Tigers. They went 13-2. and uh, Losing in the uh, state finals to uh, Fayette County. And uh, I was the coach of, of that team and that was a kind of a special team. Um, the seniors that year won 41 games. 
in their three years. That's the that's the school record. And the number sixteen team of all time was the nineteen eighty four four A state champion Miller Tigers. Uh, that went 12 and three, finished the uh, regular season seven and three, but uh, went on a playoff run and uh, beat Cherokee County uh, 20 to 18 in the last minute to uh, become state champions. And so uh, that uh, that brings us to number 15. So you ready to go, Michael? Here we go. I'm ready. Who we got? All right, the number 15 team of all time is the 2002. T.R. Miller Tigers that were 3A state champions. They had an 11-3 record uh, coached by Jamie Riggs. Beat Colbert County 38-6 in the state championship game at Legion Field in Birmingham. Uh, this team finished the regular season with a record of 6-3 and three, but made a historic playoff run. They started by beating a one-loss Dadeville team 35 to nothing on the road. The next week, the Tigers beat the top team in 3A, Tarrant, by the same 35 to nothing score. Uh, Miller used a defense that suffocated the Wildcats' speedy running game that night and a big play offense behind the arm of junior quarterback Brad Lanham. After dispatching Springville 35 to 21 the quarterfinals, the Tigers beat Montgomery Academy 14 to 12 in the semis. Montgomery Academy had scored with little time left, but linebacker Quentin Galloway intercepted the two-point conversion to seal the win. The championship game, the Tigers dominated Colbert County as Lanham completed seven of eight passes for 165 yards and three touchdowns. If you don't do math, there's somewhere between 20 and 25 yards uh, per completion there. That was pretty good. He was named the MVP of the game. And like the 84 squad, this team looked to be going nowhere in October. But a loss to a t to tough region foe Pike County, 19-13 to in Brundage, seemed to give our team confidence, and they would not lose again. Some great players on the 2002 team. Um, we really had a good, really quality group of linebackers that really did a great job of stopping teams from running the ball. Uh, seniors Dominique Johnson and Michael uh, and junior Michael Jones were the outside linebackers. Uh, senior Quint, seniors Quentin Galloway and Aubrey Dees played inside, and they were just dominant at times. Nose guard Webster Bailey caused all offenses a bunch of grief in the playoffs. He got better and better. The offensive line became a force in November. Center Josh Andrews, guard Demetrius Preer and Howard Lane. Tackles Kendrick Deer and Kevin R. Tight end Trent Davidson were just outstanding. Uh, Brent Salter led the receiving core with some huge catches. And Anton Gomez and Skyler Fountain were the tailbacks. Galloway and Jones were outstanding on offense as well, blocking running and catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, but it was probably the quarterback, Lanham's play, who really made the offense go. Lamb's got some icy nerves and was very accurate on deep throws. And um, the scoring average, uh, this team averaged 33 points a game. They averaged giving up 12.5 points a game. So the point differential, they averaged winning uh, games by a score of 20, excuse me, by uh, 20.5 points per game. So, Michael, you were – 
a freshman on the 2002 team. And um, eventually, if I not remember in the playoffs there, you were the, the scout team quarterback. So talk a little about, about the O two 2 guys. Yeah. Um, you know, just a funny story. I was, I started off as a manager that year. Um, had no, uh, you know, back then we didn't really dress the freshman unless you were contributing. Um, and, and so things kind of changed as they went, but, but I was, um, I think the week before Pike County, our ninth grade, uh, and B team season had concluded. And, um, I was back to being a manager full time. And the Sunday before Pike County, when Damian Jackson was like our third string quarterback, I think Brad was obviously one, Antonio Gomez, who was a freshman in my class, was was the backup. Um, but Antonio started on defense, and Damian was the third string. And, uh, and, and in our grade, I guess Antonio would have been one. Jordan Colley, who ended up being our quarterback, would, would have been the second guy. And you decided that year to play ninth grade football, so we had to have backup quarterback so i was like the sixth quarterback on the depth chart well <laughs> well the sunday before the white county game i think damien broke his arm um playing like pickup basketball or something and when we were freshmen jordan was still in the band so he was double dipping a little bit there and so uh i ended up having to come up and play scout team quarterback because we technically did not have a third stringer with uh with antonio being the backup and then Damian having a broke arm and Jordan in the band. And so I don't believe it was till Wednesday of that week um, that I finally, I missed two days of practice and started dressing back out um, and playing scout team quarterback for us, uh, which was, I thought it was a pretty bad one. Um, didn't really know what was going on, but, but managed to look at a card and, and get it pulled off anyway. But uh, I still remember being a little upset. You didn't dress me versus Pike County because I missed Tuesday practice and it wasn't even my decision. <laughs> You know, uh, I wasn't told to, to dress out until Wednesday. And technically, I was there as a manager. You know, I just didn't participate as a player. Um, so anyway, the first first game I dressed out, I think, was, was Neil. Um, but, yeah, so got to be a part of that because of that funky situation. And, um, you know, some outstanding guys in that team, uh, great leadership out of the senior class. What, what a lot of, uh, you know, just unbelievable athletes out of that senior class. But there were some solid guys that contributed, um, obviously. And, uh, you know, a couple of things that stuck out to me were, you know, I just remember at the end of the year, Brent Salter could, could not miss a ball. You know, when we needed a big play, uh, he seemed to pull it out. Um, you know, and, and it was one of those deals where even Lanham stats in the state championship game kind of tell it, you know, we weren't going to throw the ball and get, you know, a five-yard completion. We were going to run the football, and then when we do a play-action pass, we were going to get a chunk of yardage. Um, you know, we were running the ball so effectively that, that you know, Lanham couldn't help but have folks running wide open. And, and when they weren't, Brent Salter was able to make a play for us and do it. Um, so really had a explosive offense you know i can remember michael jones you know busted many a runs on on third and fourth and short for 30 60 70 plus um down there towards the end and, and it was just a an unbelievable run that we went on um one thing that that people probably don't know um and you can correct me if i'm wrong here but i believe it was this season the 02 season that kind of changed the 
landscape or, or preparation for summer practices moving forward. You know, that O2 season was the last time that all we did was lift and run in the summer. And I believe they were redoing the track that year. We actually ran out in the band field. Um, but I remember after that loss to Strawn early in the season, uh, they were running a bunch of option stuff that, you know, obviously growing up at the house that basically you said that they were way ahead of us and it showed um, because of the preparation and the football stuff that they did in the summer and that we were going to have to change some of our tactics in the summer if we wanted to kind of keep up with everybody else. And so, you know, that next year, because of that, we lost that game to Strong and obviously ended up winning the state championship. But kind of that, that season, you know, led to some changes in the following off seasons. And now it's pretty standard in high school football that, that you don't just lift and run in the summer, but that you can essentially hold practices. Um, and, and that kind of geared uh, all from, from that strong loss, I think. You're correct. I mean, that's right. And, uh, you know, it, it just told us we needed to do a little more to be a little better early in the year because, um, like I said, when we got there and played them that night, they were they were better on offense than I thought they were going to be, and they looked real polished on offense. And it's pretty obvious that they had spent most of the summer working on offense, and which the rules allowed you to do uh, before that for those those years back in the like the nineties and the mid nineties, early nineties. Now you couldn't go out there and do that kind of stuff, but they changed the rules, so you know you got to kind of change with it. But you were you were you were correct about that, and. What you didn't mention about you playing quarterback is that you actually got in the state championship game, didn't you? Yeah, I did for a uh, short stint there, I believe. I don't know if it was a, an official record or an unofficial record, you know, but I, I, I claim it as a record for a uh, worst rushing average. I think I had one rush <laughs> for negative nine yards. Uh, we were running tall sweep down there at the end of the game to run out the clock, and I believe I hit my fullback waved my call on the rear end and the ball went bouncing backwards and I just went and jumped on it. Um, but, but yeah, I got, got a little playing time and, um, you know, it was, I actually think I may have even been on the field when the final clock struck zero. So, uh, it was, it was a fun day and obviously, um, one that we would, we enjoyed celebrating. Um, and, uh, it was just a good season. You know, when you, you grow up, um, and Bruton, you always dream because of the history of playing and winning one of those state championships and being able to do it. Um, my first year um, playing playing varsity football was was really special. You know, I don't think um, that was also the first year. I think we dropped down to three A. And um, yeah, I believe you're right. And, and I don't think there was. I don't know if it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but there what really much concern i guess was going down it was kind of like everybody felt like we had held our own in 4a for so long that that um you know even some of the historically strong teams in 3a that that we didn't feel um you know were going to cause us much problems that we were just going you know keep ticking like we've been doing and uh, in that first year we kind of got a few hiccups there um throughout the season but but seemed to pick up steam and get it going and it proved to be not a problem for us to handle our own in 3A and win our share of ball games so you know um this this team uh we just got through with the the 20th year reunion and we had a bunch of them come back and I thought they had a really good time at the reunion we showed video and 
got them together and uh, and that kind of thing. And they seem to still take a lot of pride in the fact that they won the championship and what has got to be the greatest playoff run ever for us. Um, I mean, we we beat three really good teams. You're talking about um, Dadeville, who was uh, 9-1, and, and you're talking about uh, Taron, who was really picked to win the thing. And Taron had lost in the state championship game the year before, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. They Against had. Hoax Bluff. Yes, they had. And then if you add the championship game in with Colbert County, who obviously had had a great season, you know, we beat those three teams like 108 to 6. Okay, so now wow. the other two games were closer. But this team could just be dominant at times. And then there were times it's like uh, we we quit paying attention to what was going on, what we were doing, and, and, and we would be, you know, we, for a couple of quarters, we could just be really bad at times. And uh, uh, this, But this team – just had that ability at times just to be outstanding. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I can remember um, practicing, and it may have been Springville maybe that ran some some option stuff um, mm-hmm. down there in the third round of the playoffs, and I can remember, like, I was obviously the scout team quarterback, and I can remember, you know, working some of those handoffs and exchanges from the shotgun and Michael Jones just screaming across the line <laughs> of scrimmage and – smoking me um you know and me having to pick myself up off the dirt and i I can just remember thinking lord if he if he's gonna do to that poor boy on friday night what he's doing to me i i I like our chances and uh you know and and he was just so fast and some of the some of the moves that he made i can remember running um inside drill with with some of our, our running backs and not even being able to receive the handoff from the center from the time um, from the time the ball was snapped to the time Michael like basically took the handoff for me, I'd just step out of the way and he'd take it from the center. Um, but but he, I think, kind of um, really set our offense apart when we needed it because he was so explosive from from you know the fullback position, whether it was receiving the ball out of the backfield um, or taking it and, and running a trap inside belly or whatever. But just you know he could catch that thing out there in the flat for three or four yards and next thing you know he's going 60 and um and, and could really make the thing going on defense um i don't remember a whole lot of people blocking him yeah and you know um best i remember about the springville game is that um we we pretty much stopped them from running the ball and they started throwing it and and the weakness of our team was our pass defense and yes. they started throwing the ball and having success and so that's basically what they did the rest of the night the next week against uh and they made it come i think we were ahead like 21 to nothing or something and they came back and tied the game and and we ended up winning in the second half and the next week against montgomery academy they tried to run it some in the first half didn't work out in the second half they just threw the ball almost every down and um but i think people viewed us as having a really good run defense but being weaker against the pass and if they could throw it at all they tried to line up do it and then the championship game colbert county doesn't want to throw it they want to run it. Right. So that was a good matchup for us. So Yeah, I, I remember those two. Um, they had maybe a set of Abernathy twins or something yeah. that were phenomenal athletes for, for Colbert County and then had a tight end, Orlando's King or something that played at UAB. And I just remember how explosive they were. 
uh, watching film leading up to it. And, you know, just the fact that we thought we were going to need to jump on them early, get some big plays, create a little doubt, and then, you know, see where it went from there. And, and we, we no doubt jumped on them early from the first play of the game to, to um, you know, that thing was over or just about early in the third quarter from what I remember. And, you know, um, you know, Michael, uh, every once in a while, as coaches, you make a game plan that actually works. Yeah, funny, funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> just happens that way sometimes. So, all right. Um, we also talked to a number, another member of the 2002 uh, state championship team, uh, Mr. Kirk Brown. Okay, I have with me Kirk Brown from the 2002. 3A state championship T.R. Miller football team. Kurt played cornerback and also some running back that year. Kurt, it's great to talk to you. Nice to have me, Coach. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, I want to say uh, shout-out to all the fans out there and everything. Let's talk about the 2002 team, all right, which was your senior year. We just got through having the 20-year reunion last fall. What was it like to see the, a lot of the guys again – was it as exciting after 20 years as it was the day we won the championship? Well, to answer that question, Coach, it actually was. Good enough to that uh, to that reunion, I was a little anxious, but more on the excited side. Um, once I got there and saw everybody's faces, all the smiles felt the same. What was more shocking to me at that time was seeing Josh Andrews' face. And we, we tried to figure out how did he stay away from social media and everybody for 20 years with living in the same region. I think we all <laughs> hugged him so much. I think we just squared the life out of him that day. But it was great seeing everybody, man. It really was. It was. And we had a really good crowd of guys there. A lot of them brought their families and everything. So it was a, it was really a, a special event. The history of the 2002 team has pretty much been well documented. Of all our state championship teams, I guess we'd have to say the worst regular season of any of them. We won, we won six of nine games. But what we did do is have the greatest playoff run in the history of the school, because not only did we, you know, win the five games, but three of them. We won in dominating fashion and, and against some really, really good football teams. So my question to you, did you see this coming? We got through the regular season. We beat Neil and all that kind of stuff. We ended up 6-3, and three, and we knew we wanted to make a playoff run. But did you think that, that what actually happened was possible? Actually, when, we, when I think back to that magical run that year, I first I jumped back to the previous year when we lost in the semifinals game, just looking around and seeing all my teammates' faces, the hurt that they felt. For me, I was kind of numb. And then we stepped to the first off-season workout. And I remember as bright as today that when you came into that weight room, you gathered everybody up, and you said, hey, man, and I'm summarizing, and you, you brought out one of the uh, Super 6 programs. And you held it up, and you said, guys, this is a Super 6. Birmingham is my home, and I won't go back <laughs> to Birmingham unless you take me. And I think that subconsciously put a focus in us. We really weren't um, vocally as leaders, but we tried our best to lead by example. So you take those winner, 
summer and uh, spring workouts. And then when we take those, when we put those summer workouts together, I think we felt something was possible. And we put that together when we played Pike County that year. And then we went to uh, Blowout Neil. I knew at that moment, now we all felt together like, hey, we could be something special. But we just had to, I think the right moment and the right chemistry led us to that room, Coach. Well, I tell you what, we, we sure put it together down there. The, the timing of everything was just was just great. Some of the teams we played in the playoffs, you know, were really good. You know, the first game we had to go to Daveville to play. You know, they had won nine of ten games. And mm-hmm. they had a really good football team, but we beat them 35 to nothing on the road. And then we turn around and we got to play the team that's the favorite. Everybody, they'd been number one throughout right. the, the season. Everybody thought Tarrant was going to be the team to beat. They played in the state championship game before the year before. We beat them 35 to nothing, too. So an incredible so – we, we just went through a street where we just played some incredible football. Yes, we did. You don't win a state championship without having good quarterback play. So mm-hmm. talk for a minute about Brad Lanham, what kind of not only season he had for us, but a playoff run he had for us. Uh, I could go on and on about Brad. Brad Lanham, first of all, he's a great person. But the first thing that I think about when I think about Brad is toughness. A lot of people forget um, that he played strong safety the year before. Yeah, that's and right. And he had, he had to take on quite a few blocks from big old linemen. And when you put toughness and focus together, you get Brad Lanham. He was accurate. When we got to the playoffs, him and Brent Salter, um, passing connections was unstoppable. Actually gave Brent Salter the name automatically because everything <laughs> Brad threw up to him, he came down with it. He wasn't real loud and, and, and vocal as a leader, but man, did he lead by example. Brad Brad was the epitome of what a tough football player T.R. Miller has always had. And, you know, nothing bothered him. At all. Yeah, I mean, he was just as cool as he could be, no matter what the situation was. It just nothing bothered him. You were starting cornerback on the defense, on a really good defense. Like I said, we shut out the first two playoff opponents. State championship game held Colbert County to six points. We were particularly a good run-stopping defense, and that's what you had mm-hmm. to do in those days to, to be able to win. Talk about some of your defensive teammates that you played with because we had some really good players. Yes, we did. Um, we talk about that defense till today. Um, first, I want to give a shout-out to the whole defensive personnel. And I credit your co- you and your coaching staff – of implementing that three-four pressure defense we used that year, and I think that that utilized all our size and speed. Uh, just to, just to name a few, I have to do this. You you, you have you have me. You have nose guard Wester Bailey. You have I may be leaving some people off. I'm going kind of by memory. Defensive tackle Kendrick Deer. Defensive tackle Kurt Prater. You had an outside linebacker. We called them strikers. Dominique Johnson. Another outside linebacker striker, Michael Jones. Uh, the two hosts inside, you had inside linebacker Arbor Dees, and you have inside linebacker Quentin Galloway. You had strong safety in Brian Madden, old Dirt Madden, and Skylar shared that. Free safety, Joseph Turner, and cornerback Antonio Gomez. And Antonio Gomez has always remained special to me because he has always thanked me 
for agreeing with Coach Baker to put him in the secondary as a true freshman. Yeah. And he he never lets me live that down, and I really appreciate that. Like I said, the, the whole defense was was great. I think I can't pick out one particular person or personnel groupings on the defense, but I will say the whole front eight was the reason we had a great defense. We had the personnel, we had the had the toughness, and we we just always had a feeling like at looking at the opponent, you wasn't gonna run the ball on us at yeah. all. And once we stopped you for running the ball, and even if you tried to throw the ball, our pass rush was just relentless. So all me and my secondary had to do just make sure we never gave up the big play. But that front eight was tremendous that year, Coach. The championship game. We, at the time, instead of a 6-3 regular season record, we had pulled off four playoff uh, wins. We uh, the, the Springville game in the third round and then the nail-biter against Montgomery Academy to put us in the championship game. We played Colbert County. They've been in the state championship game as many times as we had down through the years. Mm-hmm. So they had, a, they had a great tradition, too. Talk just a little bit about what you remember about not only that week, the, the trip, the game. You know, what, what are your recollections and memories of, uh, memories of uh, the, the championship game against Colbert County? Uh, the one thing I remember was we spent so much energy i think when we played that game against montgomery academy that was a great team and once we got past that we knew we never boasted out loud but we knew once we got to the championship game it was going to be ours we always said that we was not bringing back home that red trophy at all coach (laughs) and and um in respect to Cobra County, they, they they were a great team anytime a team gets that far in the playoffs playing for the state title they're a great team they just hit a buzzsaw at Miller that that day. The one, th- another thing I remember is we was we was doing pregame warmups, and Cobra County came walking down uh, the sideline. Well, we was on their side of the uh, sideline. They came walking down. They was talking smack, like, "Yeah, look at their size. We finna we finna kick their tail in some colorful language." And all we just we just grinned. And we always remember, like, what's more scarier than a team that hits you in the mouth and never says anything? Yeah. And we were like, we like, watch this. As soon as that ball kick off, they're going to be in there for a rude awakening. Uh, and, and and you remember, they want to be a running team. We shut that door real soon. And it was like, yeah, it's over. I could have played that game for another two games, and I still feel the outcome was going to be the same, Coach. That trip up there, we was we was focused uh, we had a good pregame meal. No one over ate on the pregame meal. Uh, <laughs> Which we had a tendency to do sometime if we could. <laughs> yes, we did. And, um, Alan Dixon, um, he always reminded me, because I had this one particular song playing back to back to back on replay. It yeah. was by Ja Rule, and it was, I think the rain is calling murder. And I played that. He was like, Kurt, would you please? But now I would just... I think we was all focused. Everybody had they had their game plan sheets out studying. We was gonna make sure we had one opportunity and we were gonna make that count. And what also was so intriguing about that day, not only was it a beautiful day, it was like 
it was going to be a coronation. At halftime, when you remember, our band even played We Are the Champions that day. <laughs> and it was, it was like, they cocky. We know, we know what's about to happen right now, man. We're, we're going to bring that blue trophy back to Bruton, Alabama, where it rightly deserves. Looking around, all the Bruton fans showed up from all across the state and everywhere else. It was just a sea of red and white in the, fa- in, the, in, the in the stadium. It was loud. Uh, it was just tremendous energy. It, it was just it was just a great moment, Coach. It just again, you you, you, you we will always be a champion forever, forever. Well, that's right. You know, and sometimes in life, um, things just come together. That five week playoff run um, was just really incredible. It seemed like we won the three games by big scores. The other two were tight games. It just seemed mm-hmm. like every time we needed to make a play, we eventually got the play done. And that's what happens with championship teams a lot of times. There are a lot of teams that are, are certainly capable of winning championships, but they just don't quite get that play made sometimes. But uh, we were on a roll, and uh, we were we were making it happen at that time. Aren't you calling the players that year? Because I know somewhere doing – the playoff run, we always had to have a championship drive in, in, in a game that, hey, that take back control in the second half or yeah. maintain our dominance, especially during the, uh, that game during Montgomery Academy. We had to have that second drive to just, at that moment, we kind of put the nail in the coffin because whoever scored the next touchdown was going was going to win that game. Yeah. And we, we scored that last touchdown on a great drive with, from the offense. Yeah, That was a started bunch, too. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I did call plays that year. And uh, what I remember about the championship game was, uh, if you remember, we opened up with a boot play off the counter, a counter boot. Received the punt and got the ball. And Brad came over there to me to get the play. When I called the, the boot, that counter boot, he looked at me and just laughed. Yeah, I did. Because he's like, he's like, they're never, they're never going to cover this. And they didn't. We hit the big, big pass down the field to set up our, our first points and that kind of thing. So it was, it was a great time. Listen, Kurt, thank you for joining me. Uh, this is, this has been fun. I appreciate you listening. And, uh, Again, you're welcome, Coach, and thank you for having me. I can't wait to see how this thing plays out. <laughs> and tell David Jennings, I said, what's up to? I will. Thanks, Kurt. All right, and we're ready to go now with the number 14 team of all time at T.R. Miller, the 2004 Miller Tigers. These guys had a record of 12-1, and coached again by Jamie Riggs. They were a state semifinalist. Uh, this team is one of 10 T.R. Miller teams to go undefeated in the regular season. So we've had 97 football teams, I think. We've had 10 and went through uh, the season without a loss, and the 2004 team is one of those. Uh, This team lost, really, their best athlete to injury at midseason, had their year interrupted by Hurricane Ivan, but just kept winning. This Miller squad seemed to have no real stars, and, Really had trouble scoring early in the season. Uh, but there were a lot of quality character on this team, and a lot of guys that love Miller football. And they the, the way they played together was really rare. Uh, the regular season was highlighted by a 52-27 victory over Pike County in Brundage. Quarterback Jordan Colley threw for 330 yards and three touchdowns. After beating Neal 38-7, 
2004 Tigers beat a 10-win Springville team 42-28 and an undefeated midfield team on the road 28-14 in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. The Tigers lost to state champion Aniana 21-14 in the semifinals. Their scoring average, they averaged, the 2004 team averaged 36.4 points per game. They gave up an average of 13.8 per game, and that gives them a scoring differential of 22.6 points per game. And we always said that 20 was really good. And 22.6 is eighth all-time at T.R. Miller. The not play, bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. The players. Uh, Junior Antonio Gomez was kind of our do-everything guy. He played wide receiver, quarterback, running back, return kicks. But he had an ACL injury at midseason that derailed his season. He he um, he braced up and played the rest of the year, but obviously was not quite the same. Um, Nakeem Barton, Justin Gomez, and even Nick Purrier played some fullback for us. Um, Gomez, Tim Atcher, Bradell Jones, also time at tailback. Uh, this Miller team could throw the ball. Akali was extremely accurate, and his big targets were senior Jacob Salter, who had a great year. Jacob had a great year. Junior Michael Riggs, as well as senior Damian Jackson. Uh, the offensive line was not big, but were very tough. The center was uh, Justin Marshall. Brooks Fusell also played some there. The guards were seniors James Hildreth and Michael Mashburn. The tackles were senior Tyler Chapman and junior Julius Harris. Uh, Tyler Sheehan and Jason McCrary both played tight end. On defense, the outside linebackers were Justin Marshall, Ty Walker, and Keith Turn. Keith Turn had a really good senior year, and, of course, Justin was an outstanding player. Uh, linebackers were Tyler Sheehan, who had a, a, a terrific senior year, Wade McCall, and Jason McCrary's Willis sophomore, Justin Gomez. Uh, Julius Harris and Nikeem Bart played nose guard. The defensive tackles were Michael Mashburn, Stephen Robinson, David Stokes, Fusell, Tyler Chapman. Um, the defensive backs uh, played well all year and were, were good tacklers. Gerald Banton and Rodney uh, Lane uh, played corner. And a number of other guys played back there. Michael Riggs played back there at safety. Damian Jackson, Corey McClellan, Baxley Reigns. We even played Jacob Salter back there some. And, um, uh, of course, uh, and Antonio uh, Gomez. Um, the 2004 team, uh, I just have always thought was one of our underrated teams. We had no, it seemed like we really had no big stars but we just played really hard all the time. Didn't play great all the time. Played really hard all the time. And uh, one of the best practice teams we ever had. I mean, you guys came and showed up for practice every day. So the 2004 team is certainly uh, deserving of being in the top 25 T.R. Miller teams of all time. Well, and as a member of that team, uh, we would gladly accept that recognition. Um I want to start out, I think, um, one of the things that stood out to me um, as I kind of thought back about this a little bit was um, summer workouts. You know, we had mentioned how the, the 2002 team kind of set the future for summer workouts. Well, 
when we got ready for this 04 team, the, the summer of 04, um, you know, we had started doing more offense with the skill guys. But the linemen still, this was kind of unusual. You know, they hadn't really learned to practice without helmets and shoulder pads in the summer. So they were still mainly just doing uh, running. Well, I remember, you know, Stephen Robinson and um, Brooks Fusell and Stokes and Hildreth and Sheehan, some of them kind of getting everybody up saying, hey, look, our, our skill guys had started, we'd started showing up and I think throwing some on like Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, and the coaches would do it. And then the lineman basically, you know, was a player led kind of extra workout or they were going to come down there and do some football stuff. And I think maybe they even finally talked coach with them into coming and helping them a little bit, doing some things, but basically it was kind of that, that, uh, leadership and initiative, um, on their own part that kind of, you know, spearheaded and got the momentum going for us. And I just kind of remember that sticking out in my mind, like, hey, we've got something here with these guys up front um, that are wanting to put in the work and try to try to do something um, different than we hadn't done before. Um, so that was that was the first thing. The second thing is, you know, we started off the year pretty bad on offense. Um, <laughs> and a lot of in, a lot of inexperience, um, and really that that kind of goes across the board. You look at all of of that senior class and my class as well. I mean, you got a handful of guys that played some, but that group that had just left, you know, the seniors of, of Oh four um, class of Oh four, but played that, that Oh three year. So Trent Davidson and yeah. Lanham and that group, that was a big senior class, um, a bunch of good football players in there. So where even my junior class guys that, you know, we played sparingly, you know, I was the third receiver or whatever and played a handful of snaps every game, but we didn't, you know, we weren't key contributors. We were, we were role players. And, um, and now you got a bunch of seniors that are supposed to be key contributors. You got a bunch of juniors that are going to be key contributors uh, that are that we're depending on playing a whole bunch and uh, and it just took us a little while to gel on offense I, I can't remember what the scores were you may have them in front of you but i don't think we scored more than 14 points 21 points total in the first two games yeah um it, it, it wasn't much um you know i just remember we couldn't click couldn't get anything going on offense i think we had uh, maybe a suspension or two that that didn't help us any and um on the offensive side, um, you know, and trying to figure out the whole quarterback deal. You know, probably the best athlete um, in the school that time was Antonio Gomez. I mean, he could do everything. He was our quarterback um, in my grade from the time, or he was in Wee all the way through. And when it's your turn, all of a sudden, you know, we throw in uh, Jordan Colley in the mix who started playing quarterback in the ninth grade who – um, probably does not get as much credit um, as he deserves as being as athletic as he was, um, you know, and, and the ball skills that he had. Um, and so we're rotating quarterbacks there early in the season, trying to figure out what could do what. But if we had Jordan in their quarterback, then that means that Antonio could go play tailback or receiver and, and do whatever else he had to do because he didn't really want to start quarterback also returning all the kicks and starting on defense. And um, he was one of those guys that we didn't need to take off the field. But if you you played him at quarterback, you almost felt like you had to save him a little bit. So, um, you know, it, it ended up working out good that we had Jordan there to uh, to do that. And I hate that Antonio got hurt midseason. Um, but I really think that um, 
you know, kind of brought us together. It, it solidified a lot of what we were uh, going to do on offense because I think we were still running some option stuff maybe with Antonio, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so we kind of had a package with him. And when he went down, that, that kind of went out the door. We didn't want Jordan running that stuff. <laughs> um, and so we were able to kind of focus on what his strengths were. Um, and obviously he ended up uh, lighting it up against Pike County and we were able to, to start tossing it around a little bit. Um, and the defense, again, you, you know, you talked about that point differential. Um, I just remember thinking early in the season, uh, it was kind of my first dose of, of big-time football all the time and, and finally making a play down there against Strong and thinking like, man, I can do this. And, and, and you had um, – you, know, you look over there to the side and, and you see the the kind of caliber guys that you're playing with and how intense they were playing and I almost felt like, you know, I didn't want to let them down. And so uh, we were able to just turn that thing out um, and get after folks. Um, but it was, it was a good group to be around and, and we ended up, like you said, there was some adversity there. We had, you know, the hurricane. I remember practicing on Thursday or maybe it was Wednesday, I don't remember what we called it, but basically, you know, I remember you telling us, hey, we don't know if we're going to play this game or not, but, you know, if you need some sandbags after practice day, go there and make them, but, <laughs> but, but we're practicing right now, and we'll find out if we're playing or not. You know, we ended up making that game up and, and had to play Andalusia two weeks later on a Saturday in the, the middle of the day. Um, you know, just it didn't matter what, what the obstacle was. We handled it and um, and just – played ball and had a great year, made a great run, um, you know, came up short against Aniana. Uh, that game, we couldn't hardly get anything going on offense um, down there to the end and, and kind of got uh, a, a few breaks to cut it close, got one onside kick, and, but couldn't get another one. Um, but that night, it just turned out to be a little too much with the running back duo they had um, and, and us stopping them. But, um a great season nonetheless and very proud to be a part of, of that group. And, um, you know, when you go back and just, but I, it's kind of like the point difference. You go back and start looking at the stats and things on this team. And we won some big games, you know, the, uh, the midfield team that we beat up there, they were really good. They were undefeated and, um, had the, had the great quarterback that was causing everybody grief up there. And uh, we came and jumped on them really hard in the first half. Kind of hung on for a victory a little bit in the second half. I think the score was 28-14. to 14, But um, uh, another one of those nights where I thought we had a good plan, but we went up there and executed that thing. And, um, you know, they had really good athletes. But we uh, just – it was almost like we were in the playoffs and we expected to win, and we went up there with the intention of winning. Yeah, I remember um, – you know, basically Coach Edge and and, and uh, them coming up and, and figuring out that hey, look, we're not going, to, we're not going to rush this guy. That's kind of what they they uh, are looking for you to do. You know, you rush, you give him a lane, he'll step up and scramble for thirty, or he'll step up and stop. And then when you come up to make the play in secondary, he'll throw it over your head. If you go back and watch those highlights, we're basically not rushing anybody. We make we want him to throw it. You know, Coach Edge says if, if if we'll let him throw it, he will throw it to us. Mm-hmm. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think I had two interceptions. I think I dropped a third, and maybe even could have had four or something. Uh, but but I just remember thinking, Coach Edge, you were right. It also helped. I remember that uh, 
the, uh, the the midfield game because we knew what kind of offense they were. We entrusted our our wind talkers that were a part of the, the 2000 squad, Trent Evans and Justin Lambert, um, having been good friends of ours. They came and helped us steal some signals on the sideline, and I can remember them telling me several plays uh, that were going to happen, um, and I think that may have resulted in an interception or two. Um, so we'll you know we'll take whatever advantage we can get um, when it comes down to it. But but yeah, they coaches gave us a great game plan, and we went and executed it. And, and um and pulled out a W and um got to go back to Brute. Yeah. Well the the two thousand and four team, uh is one of my favorite teams of all time because we were just a great practice team. Every day everybody showed up and you know, everything's not perfect all the time in life. It's certainly not perfect in football, but uh every day this team showed up, uh we pretty much got after it at practice. And um, and we earned what we got, I thought. We had a lot of guys on this team who waited to play, you know. Uh, there were several of the seniors who hadn't, like I said, the old 3 team was pretty good, uh, the senior group, and they hadn't played a whole lot. And it made us a little slow getting started, but I think they really um, uh, appreciated getting to play. And one of those guys that was like that, was uh, our starting guard, James Hildreth, we called him uh, Head. And uh, we uh, talked to Head about the 2004 T.R. Miller football team. All right, I'm uh, happy to have with me James Hildreth, who was a member of the 2004 T.R. Miller football team that was a semifinalist and uh, went 12-1 and one, and actually is one of the only uh, – 10 T.R. Miller teams to ever go undefeated in the regular season. So, Head, it's nice to have you on. Thanks for having me, Coach. I'm excited to be able to talk about the 2004 team a little bit. A really good football team. You are starting guard on that team, and, and we don't get to talk to a lot of linemen a lot of times because we always tend to, for some reason, talk to the quarterbacks and folks. So, uh, first of all, uh, start talk about some of the linemen that we had on the 2004 team because – we had some, some guys who were really good football players, solid citizens, and then we had a couple of crazy guys too. Well, you know, we, none of us had really played much before that year, except with the exception of Michael Mashburn, who uh, he played a lot as a sophomore and as a junior. I think that speaks a lot about him, how good he was, especially with that class we had ahead of us. Um, but the, I just kind of I'll start on the, the quick side of line, the quick tackle was Julius Harris. And then Mashburn was next to him. Uh, Justin Marshall played center. Uh, I played guard. Tyler Chapman uh, played strong tackle. And Tyler Sheehan played tight end. And then uh, we had David Stokes and Brooks Hussell and Jason McCreary kind of also rotated in, played a good bit. Um, but it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like uh, I got to play next to Tyler Chapman, Tyler Sheehan, two of my best friends. Yeah. So that was, that, was a, that was a really whole lot of fun. And, um, my locker was next to, to Justin Marshall and on one side and Tyler Chapman on the other. So every uh, every Friday before the game, we kind of just kind of sit together, go over our assignments. So it was, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot of fun that year. Um, you know, uh, one of the things about y'all's group there, that, that group we're talking about, is everybody got along well. But you know, some of those guys just came on and became. I don't want this to sound bad. Better players than they should have been. 
and David Stokes kind of falls in that category. If you remember, he played a lot of defensive tackle for us and, and, and made a lot of plays. And, had, and and he was a little bit like you in that he had worked so hard just to have an opportunity to play, and then when he got a, got a chance to do it, and, and, and Chapman falls under that category too. You know, when he got a chance to do it, man, he made the best of it. Yeah, you know, we, like, the, the class ahead of us was really, really good. And it kind of, like, it was great because we, we had we were part of some good teams with those guys. Um, but we didn't get to play a lot in the games. But that, going against those guys in practice every day really helped us. Yeah. Because when we got in the games that year, we realized that most of the teams we played were not as good as the guys we'd seen at practice a couple of years before. Um, so I think we didn't, you know, having to be patient and wait for that opportunity, we just we didn't want to. Uh, let it pass us by when you only got one one shot at this. So we were we were really 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 ready to capitalize on it. All right. So uh, you, you grew up in Bruton. Your dad was a Miller Tiger on the '69 state championship team. You grew up going to all the Miller games. I did the same thing. You know, I understand how powerful that is. You know, all I ever want to do is play football for T.R. Miller, and I think you kind of fell into that. Uh, same category. So, what what did it mean to you to be able to win a starting position as a senior, and then play not only play for Miller but play on a really good team? Yeah, no, I think uh, it, it meant a lot. It meant a lot growing up in Bruton. Um, and like I was in elementary school for the, that run in the nineties. They won the championship in ninety four and went, went again ninety five and ninety six. And that was that was had a really big impact. Um, it just get gets you really excited, you know. Um, having all that, having my dad uh, be part of that '69 team, and seeing his friends and how how excited they were to still still talk about that team when they got together, um, it was it was it was really important to to play football uh, for T.R. Miller. Eighth grade was the first year I played, and it was uh, it was a lot harder. Then I thought it was it was a lot harder than little league and uh, flag football, so it took us some adjusting <laughs> to get used to. And then ninth grade, we were the first class to go go have have the field house all four years. Yeah, um, and uh, there's I guess signs still there. there. There was a sign outside of the field house. It said something like, "This building wasn't built for the the biggest or the, the strongest player. It was it was built for the." The guy who was a little too slow or a little, you know, undersized that worked really hard. So I, I, that's not not quoting it directly, but it said something like that. And I think, yeah. I think me personally and a lot of a lot of the other guys uh, on that team took that to mean that the field house was built for us. Absolutely. You know, um, and by the way, that sign's still there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Wasn't, I wasn't sure. I don't, I don't go yeah. uh, field house as much as I used to. Um, <laughs> But yeah, good, good. I'm, glad, I'm glad it's still there. It's it's, it's still there, and because um, all those games that uh, that Miller won down through the years, uh, there were some great, great players, some great athletes. You know, guys that went on to do great things. You know, after they left high school athletically, but most of the games were really won by those other guys. You know, because everybody has a great athlete or two sometimes, but. Um, you need those other guys year after year, and if you have them year after year, to me, that's what made us as good as we were, um, and w- to play with a consistent consistency that we could play with in those days. So that was a that was an important thing. Now, so like I said before, you, the '04 team was one of ten Miller teams to go undefeated in the regular season. 
kind of, you know, we we talk about state champions a lot and some other teams, and the 04 team kind of gets lost a little bit sometimes. And I think part of it's just because we didn't have any real big stars on this team, but we had a bunch of folks who really loved playing football and a bunch of guys who played as hard as they could play every week. Now, we didn't play good every week, but we played <laughs> we, we, we played as hard as we could. So what – what was it that made this team so special to allow them to win all those games? I think it was a few things. I think number one, like we weren't as big, so we we knew that we had to play hard. We had to know our plays. We had to put in good effort at practice. Um, and we took like somebody told us like, "Hey, this team's bigger than you, or this team's stronger, or this team's faster." Like we would have disagreed. But if somebody told us this team works harder than you, we had a lot of pride in how hard we worked and how tough we were. And that, like, we didn't want we didn't want to be it. We didn't want to lose a game because we weren't tough enough or because we didn't work hard enough. And I think that that was really um, where we had a lot of pride in that. And then I think from the senior class, we we kind of had to wait a lot, wait a while, our turn, and we just didn't we didn't want to mess it up. Um, and there are a few guys that kind of. It had some disappointments, uh, you know, with injured. Uh, Damian Jackson, I think, got yeah. injured probably when he was close to playing as a sophomore. Uh, I remember Jacob Salter played quarterback our freshman year, and he was he was upset um, at moving to wide receiver, but he had he had just a, a great year. Um, and then so the the junior class, they 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 had a lot of guys that uh, that they're just also had that same mindset of just working hard and outworking and. Antonio Gomez, I think, you know, one of the, the better athletes on the team, he got injured that year towards yeah. ACL, but still waited to have the surgery until after the season. Actually made an interception against Aniana. So just a lot of guys that really put the team first. Um, and then can't, can't, can't forget about Jordan Colley having the big, the big year and kind of, you know, really having a great game against Pike County. But didn't didn't let that affect him how he carried himself. So I think we just uh, had a lot of humility as a group, and just really, every, I mean, everybody wanted to play more probably than they were playing. But team success mattered a lot more than individual success. I think for pretty much everybody on that team. You know, when I went back and uh, week or so ago, I went back and watched some of the film, and I hadn't obviously seen the film in years. I went back and watched some of the field. I was amazed at how many people we were playing. I mean, one of those games, it was from the third or fourth game of the year or something, and I watched it, and we're just running people in and out on defense. I bet we're playing 20, probably 20 or 22 guys on defense on a regular basis, and same thing on offense, we're kind of running people in and out. But it was part of that whole team concept that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, we, we like, lots of people played, you know, like, everybody probably would have wanted to play a little bit more individually, but we didn't care, like, we lot everybody like a lot of people got to play and the team like the, the team goal winning the game with the goal winning championship was was that that was that mattered the most to everybody all right let me ask you this what um j- just think back to the 04 season a little bit what are some of the games you know some things games that you remember or maybe just some of the plays you remember you know that stick in your mind from the 04 season I guess I'll kind of go go through the schedule, the order of the schedule. Like played Atmore, and that was that was a really big game for a lot of us, just because 
we had to build some confidence. Like we did, like we we you know had had good spring training, good fall practice, but we had to like prove to ourselves that we could do it. And that it was a little tough because we hadn't played that much, and it's you know end of August. It's really hot. We had to we had to adjust to that. So that was it's like we can do this, but it's still gonna be it's gonna be hard. Just but you know this isn't this isn't gonna be easy. So it's a little shock to the system. Uh, we had a great great game at Strawn. Um, I think we beat them ten to three, second game of the year. Um, funny story about that halftime. Uh, we're in the locker room, and I think I asked Coach Wiggum a question, and his eyes kind of rolled back in his head. I'm thinking I've like asked a bad question. He's, he's really <laughs> upset at me, but he he kind of passed out there for a second. I think just because of the heat and the the intensity of you know coaching football. Um, and I, re- I remember Stephen Robbins. We need, to, we need to call an ambulance. And uh, Co- Coach Hart walks over and goes, "He'll be fine." Um, but that that game. Uh, and he was fine. He was fine in about thirty forty seconds. But he was. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, well, he was fine. He, yeah. Um, but that that was good. Yeah, like um, de- like we were still trying to I think find ourselves offensively. But the defense played great. Tyler Sheehan had just a huge game. Um, we had a goal line stand, uh, I think it was earlier in the game, stopped them on fourth down. Uh, that stands out. Also, like Keith Turner, the, uh, kind of the emotion he showed after that, uh, that, that goal line stand. I remember like watching that film yeah. on the highlight video, how excited Keith was after we made that stop. That was, a that was a big game. Uh, probably to me, the highlight of the season was, was beating Pike County after, uh, Losing to them the year before in the semifinals, that was that was a lot of fun. And we just we felt like we couldn't be stopped on offense that game. Uh, Jordan just had a had a great game. Was we ran I think it was called Rob Zero Y. It was like a screen to Jacob Salter, and uh, I was supposed to like block the nose guard and then go run out there and block the linebacker. Only problem was the linebacker blitzed, and I'd forgotten <laughs> what I was supposed to do on that play. And I ran out there, and I guess Michael or Lane blocked the cornerback, and there was nobody out there besides Jacob and me. And I almost made the tackle. Uh, <laughs> we're, Jacob we're glad you did. <laughs> and uh, scored scored on that play, but that 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 play uh, definitely stands out. Um, against Neil, uh, I think it was Rodney Lane, maybe Gerald Banton intercepted it. Kind of, uh, kind of the middle of the field, I think, and then Stephen Robinson is kind of motioning to him to run to our sideline. They get, I don't know, I don't even know if they get to our sideline, but Stephen throws a block that would meet every definition of targeting. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that, ha- that, uh, that you know they have today. Um, also, I, this isn't my favorite play, but if I if I don't talk to talk about it, the next time I see Coach Wiggum, he'll ask me why I didn't talk about it. <laughs> We we ran 28 sweep and I'm supposed to block the linebacker. And the linebacker Neil was Corey Freeman, who was really really good football player. Played at Jacksonville State and a big um, guy and a big guy too. Big guy, big guy. <laughs> um, and I slow him down just enough. We score a touchdown, but he runs right over me. Um, I did get like I didn't win any battles with Corey that night. But I did have a couple neutral, and I'll take I'll take those as as a win on, from from my perspective. But no, I don't think anybody else said I got the the best of Corey Freeman that night. In the season against Aniana, Burdell Jones, we ran the counter, uh, 
and he like we were we were we were losing twenty one to zero, and he ran the counter, and he's just, uh, I think we, we were on like our twenty five our own twenty five yard line. He runs it down to the twi- our, the Aniana twenty. They say he went out of bounds. He may have scored. They say they say he called him out of bounds. Went out of bounds, but probably just one of the great individual effort plays um, that I saw that year. That really I can like been watching football just out outstanding individual effort by Burdell. Um, that sent, and then it's the West Watson game. Coach Wiggum told us before the game, we're going to have a lot of one and two play drives. And we scored, ran counter, start the game and scored. And then on our first play of offense. And then our third play of offense, I think we may have run counter boot and scored third play. And so Coach, Coach Wiggum kind of called the shot there. <laughs> Next question. All right. Talk a minute about practicing football at T.R. Miller in those days. We wanted practice to be tough, and uh, we wanted to do certain things. And we had some traditions about practice and things that we did. And uh, so, anyway, talk a little bit about football practice at T.R. Miller during the, uh, during the years that you were there. I'll, I'll answer that any are there any plays you I'll see if you remember any other what what plays from that year stand out to you, Coach? I, I I particularly remember the Pike County game and um, that like you were talking about we 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 got rolling on offense but we started you know everybody knew we were going to run a sweep and we got where we would just fake the sweep and drop back there and we were running post routes and corner routes off of just a sweep action they were playing man coverage and. We hit two or three of those deep routes, you know, to Jacob. I think Michael caught one, um, you know, and and it was a simple thing, but it really caused them a lot of a lot of problems. And one thing that I remember, particularly about the 0-4 team, was just that we really developed a, a really good passing game, one of the better ones that uh, we had, you know, during the time that I was I was coach there. We had some good guys who were receivers and. Y'all did a good job of protecting. We did a good job of play action passing. Jordan was extremely accurate. And Jordan, uh, Jordan's had it like just incredible. I mean, like, and I, I don't know if anybody saw it coming because, like, I think a lot of us expected Antonio to be the quarterback, and he, like he had to he had to play running back son and wide receiver son just because like there's some other things going on. And but Jordan, and then then he got hurt, and Jordan just that, that year he had was just incredible. Yeah, it, it really was. What's funny about it, you know, uh, when he played football in uh, middle school in the eighth grade, uh, he was a nose guard, and so, <laughs> and so, uh, when when they got ready to play football in ninth grade, I asked Michael. Of course, my, Jordan lived next door to us, so him and Michael were best buds, you know. And so, what what position do you think Jordan needs to play? And he said, "Daddy, I think he needs to play quarterback." Says he's always played shortstop or second base in baseball. He can throw. He said, I know he's not very big. I think he needs to be quarterback. So um, I followed the advice of my son <laughs> on that, put him at quarterback, and it was a good decision. That was, that was Michael's uh, first good coaching call. Yeah, first good coaching call. So, all right, so 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 talk about football practice. Uh, you know, it was hard, Coach. Uh, you know, I think uh, the first first thing when I think about football practice is, you know, August and how hot it is. Uh, but it was, it was physical. We weren't, you know, we weren't as big, but it was still really, really physical. I think, um, at one point in the year, and it wasn't earlier in the year, it wasn't like the preseason practice. It was during the season. We had three guys, um, 
that were uh, Brad Smith, Wade McCall, and David Stokes who were out because they had concussions. They got at practice. Um, so it, it was physical. Um, and then it, it, our, it, a couple good practice stories I kind of thought about um, at Neil or practice leading up to Neil. I think it was a Tuesday um, before the game. I guess we did not have a good couple opening plays at team offense, and you, you're pretty upset. I think we were, come, we were kind of coming off that victory of, over Pike County, um, and you, you, you took us. You, you said we got to punt the ball. Yelled at ten. And we kind of looked around, and, you, and you're like, <laughs> "We're punting the ball. Line up. We're and we get, and it made us punt it. And we went down the other field and got got back in team offense. Um, that happened, and then uh, we uh, we had a we had an open date that year because I think it was because of the hurricane. I think maybe we were supposed to yeah. play Florida. Yeah. And the uh, Alabama and the Florida schedules, how they made up the hurricane were different. We had, we practiced three, three days that open day. And that the last practice session we had, we, uh, we got air force, I think, and I think it was for the first time to kind of run like a zone out of, out of shotgun. Um, and you yelled your air force. And I was just so excited because it's a lot easier <laughs> to pass protect than it is to run block. Just energy, energy, not, not necessarily to do it, but the energy you have to expend to run blocks a right. lot harder. Um, and we, we had just kind of gone over that play team offense earlier that day. And coach Wiggum told Tyler Chapman, you're going to, you're going to set back like you're pass protecting and then just kind of push this guy. Um, up to make him go up the field and stuff and try to block him. So we, 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 we called, you called Air Force and we, I was so excited. I think we were going to do a lot of pass protection. We just, we ran, we, we ran the zone for 15 minutes, just ran block. <laughs> and the first, the first time we did it, Tyler stepped back, kind of like Coach Wiggum told him to do pass protect. And you, you're like, what are you doing? You just got blown off the ball. And, he, and you you chewed Tyler out really good. Coach Wickham didn't say anything. Didn't step in. I think after practice, Coach Wickham was like, that was my fault, chap. Sorry about that. You know, one of the things about being a good assistant coach is knowing when to say something and when not to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so you mentioned Coach Wickham. Talk about your coaching just a little bit. And because um, we had some, we had some really good coaches on this staff, but they 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 were all different in a lot of ways. They were, you know, like um, the first first three years of high school, we had the same staff all the way through. And um, Coach Ennis and Coach Torrance left, love love them, and uh, you know, sad when they left. Uh, but ended up loving uh, Coach Edge and Coach Brundage as well. Um, that that was that that was they were they were a lot of fun. Uh, Coach Brundage. Uh, coach the strikes, which I played on. What well, I played on defense, and uh, like one one of the may have been like right after the first scrimmage or something like that. He was not too happy and kind of gathered us all in, and uh, kind of like may have said had some choice language, but he whispered it. <laughs> and I remember talking talking to Keith Turner the next day. He was he was also a strike. Uh, Keith said. Does Coach Brundage know that Coach Hart coached us last year? He's like, we're we're used to that language. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to whisper it. Uh, um, but that uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. Like uh, you, you actually coached us. 
in the spring that year. Um, and I remember in spring training, we walked, we, we did like a video of the scrimmage and the, the, the back of the defense was facing the camera. Uh-huh. And what, one of the worst chewings I ever got was in the film session at spring training. And you're like, head, what, what are you doing wrong right here? And, uh, I was supposed to, I think the tackle or tight end blocked down and I was supposed to squeeze down, but I stepped to the outside instead. I was like, uh, I'm fault stepping here, coach. And, and you go, yeah, you're doing that wrong too. <laughs> but you look at your shoulder. You're turning, you're supposed to stay square. And you got, you kept, you got madder and you was like, you kept rewinding it over and over. It seemed like it was five minutes. You just kept going over. At first, I was like upset. By the end of it, I was doing my best not to laugh because you had gotten <laughs> that. I, I, that I would, that would have definitely made it worse. Really <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, I don't know what that was. There once in a while, you know, you watch that film and you'd be coaching, and then all of a sudden you just get madder, and madder as you watch it. <laughs> and uh, you know, sometimes you're trying to make a point, you know. And yeah, uh, but uh, to, to everybody on that. You know what my favorite? Got to talk about Coach Wiggum a little bit too. Coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to us about Coach Wiggum. So he, uh, you know, he, that that was that was great. having him coach our senior year was was great. Um, he had, you know, he'd been there the whole time we were there, uh, but uh, it was it was a lot. Of, he, he he was never buddy buddy with any of us as we were, you know, freshmen or sophomores or junior. But he kind of, and he still wasn't buddy buddy with us as, as a senior. But he. He convinced he he convinced us that we could we could have stopped we could have blocked a train if we did like use did what he told us we were doing yeah. and just kind of how he inspired our confidence and just how technical he was with the blocking and all that um, but it a lot a lot of fun playing with Wiggum uh, probably didn't really like him that much if you ask me my freshman sophomore <laughs> junior year but ended up loving playing with Coach Wiggum my senior year that's great and uh, uh, and you know we had. We had a really good staff. Uh, Wes Bradley uh, had just graduated from mm-hmm. college and kind of helped out. Um, and uh, Coach, Coach Baker's last year, and Coach Hart, Coach Smith. So you know, Coach Baker and Coach Edge both doing the defense. We had we had a really good defense that year. All right, so um, you know, my favorite pra- part of practice was the the sweet drill. So you wanna you want to uh, uh, talk about sweet drill? Maybe even. It may even just call the drill out and and start lining people up. Let me, let me, catch me off guard a little bit here, but I think I can do it. It, <laughs> it always, you know, all right, left side's the strong side. The center is Marshall. The strong guard is Hilton. The strong tackle is Chapman. The tight end is Sheehan. The quarterback is Colley. The fullback is Gomez, Justin Gomez. The tailback is Perry here and Jones. Right side's the quick side. The center is Fusel. The guard is Mashburn. The tackle is Harris. The C is Riggs. The X is Salter. The quarterback is Antonio Gomez. The fullback is Barton. The tailback is Asher. Coach Baker. Give me a blue eagle defense. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. You you got all the names down. That was pretty doggone good. Yeah, heard, heard it a lot, coach. Heard it a lot yeah. that year and then the, the three years before. Well, it was good to us though. 
It was good to yeah. us. And 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 we just you know, a lot of what you do in football is about what you believe. And if uh you know, if everybody on the team believes the same thing and we did. That's one we thing did. about the overworking that we, we believed. And uh, you know, we believed if we could run that sweep it was gonna make everything we do go. And uh we did a did a really good job like that. Now let me ask you this. So talk for a minute about squatting. Did you like squatting? I didn't I, I, I did not like squatting all the time. Um, I think, you know, it was not a lot of fun. It was not a lot of fun. Um, it, I, I liked it and that it got me stronger and made, you know, made my legs a lot better shape and uh, made me a better football player. Uh, like the, the last squat max I did was one of uh, Coach Edge's first summer workouts at T.R. Miller. And he, he counted my last set of squats. <laughs> and I got 10 only because Coach Edge had not been indoctrinated into how, to, <laughs> how we counted squats in T.R. Miller. That's right. You had to get all the way parallel. You ha- you're supposed to. I think I may have cheated on a couple of my last set. But, there, uh, but yeah, you know. If, uh, so did Coach Baker I- ever let you cheat? Coach Baker would never, never let anybody <laughs> cheat. Uh, he, uh the year before at summer workouts, uh, I think year before, maybe year, maybe two years before, um, he said, uh, all right, we, um, we got a new rule. It's called the coach Ennis rule. Coach Ennis thought about it. Said, um, anybody who's spotting and had less the person from them skip reps, we're going to make the, that person finish their reps. And then the spotter has to make up just as many reps is they let the person cheat. David Padgett did 32, squat, 32 reps on his first set of squats this morning. Uh, after that, like the stakes became a little higher. And they didn't want, didn't want to cheat. Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah, squatting that was that was a, it was something else we believed in, and we we were going to do it. We were going to do it right. Oh my we goodness. did we did we did a lot of it. We did, and, and yeah, at the time wasn't. Wasn't a lot of fun, but uh, I'm glad we we won a lot of games. And you know, if you say Coach Torrance used to say winning's fun. And I think uh, I think the squatting had a big was a big part of, of all the winning. Yeah, I remember Coach Torrance told me one time. He says, "Hey, yeah," he said, "Winning's fun." He said, uh, "That's the only thing I ever found about football that was really fun." <laughs> he says, <laughs> "The winning's fun," but he said all that practicing isn't necessarily fun. But he told me uh, uh, that you didn't have to have fun all the time. No, you know, you know, I think the uh, I think that's the great thing about how football is. It is really hard, but the uh, you know, and it's it's not fun most of the time. The the little bit of fun that it is makes up for for all the hard stuff. It's not fun. So you were in high school at Miller from the ninth to the twelfth grade, oh one, oh two, oh three, and oh four. Yeah, that's that's four really good football teams we had. Which one of those do you think is the best team? Man, that's that's a tough. Well, I, I like. I, I'm really proud of all, all the stuff we did uh, as seniors, but I, I think we probably were the worst of that bunch. Um, uh, man, I, like. That's a it, pr- that's a pretty high standard, though. You know, I don't think people sometimes recognize. You know, they talk about the the street we had in the '90s, but that those first years of the of the 2000s were as as good as the '90s. 
we know that like if you look from from I think it's if you look from ninety nineteen ninety four to through the two thousand five season, I think there's only one team that didn't make it to the, the semifinals. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like making it to the semifinals is kind of like you had you had an average year. It was like at least at least when I was in hospital, that's kind of how how I looked at it, and it was uh, I had to rank. Uh, I, and I think you got to put the, the 2002 team uh, number one just because they, they did win the state championship. And just that that defense was just outstanding. Um, I, uh, I I think I probably go with the 03 team and then the 01 team. Just that the 03 team lost to uh, Pike County with two two SEC uh, skill players. Um, that, that was. That was tough to stop. That was, that was a really, really good team. But they were four good football teams, and um, and, and all different football teams, you know. And um, and circumstances have a lot to do with things. Sometimes one of the things I've always admired uh, uh, the O four team for is, like you mentioned earlier, um, Antonio Gomez is probably our best athlete, and uh, he he got hurt at mid season. Although he continued to play, was not the player that he was, and. We never really checked up. We just kept winning. And that's hard to do to say that you lost maybe your best athlete and uh, you just kept on winning. Yeah, you know, like, 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 I don't even remember it being like a like – I knew Antonio was, was hurt and I hated it for him. But at the time, I don't even remember it thinking like it was a big – like it just like – we're just going to – we're going to continue to run the sleep. And we, we did. We did do that. And um, but I mean, Jordan also had a, had a, ended up coming on having a great year. But it just – even at the time, it didn't seem, and I think that's credit to you and the coaches. Like it wasn't, there was no panic. There was no. There was like we're just gonna we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. It doesn't it doesn't change anything for us. Yeah, and and I think that you know we all know that uh, when something like that happens, the mantra is to you know everybody's got to step up. Well, actually, that's what happened. You know, we kept getting better and better, and people stood up. Like you talked about, Jordan just kind of took off at quarterback and. You know, we just got better and better at things, and um, we did lose the game in the in the semifinals to Aniana, who won it the next week. But they had a great football team, and uh, uh, and it was a, it was a really really good football game. They and they played great the night they played us. But I think they knew they better. You know, when they came yeah, down there, it, the, the, it was like, it was I, you know if you, you don't you don't you never want to lose. Um, but I, you know, losing to somebody like that who. You know, I think they were they were really they were a lot like us and they were they were a good good football team. They were really tough. They worked really hard. I think they were maybe a little bit, you know, naturally talented than we were. So you just kinda you kinda shake their hand at the end of the day. But, you know if, that, if you have to lose, that's, you don't you don't mind losing to a team like that. I played back in the early seventies and I still use a lot of the things I learned from football, you know, even in back in those days. What'd you learn from from playing high school football? I think that you know, probably the main thing is you can't you can't like let the things that you can't control bother you. Like you, you like you know, they may not be ideal, they may not you know be what you want, but you just kind of you got to work through them and uh, do what you can. And if something bad happens, you can't panic. You, can, you know, be sad about it for a couple of days, and then you just kind of you got to push on because you know. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta game next Friday. We gotta, we gotta practice. Life, life goes on. You just gotta, you gotta continue doing what you know, working towards what you believe in, working towards what you want. 
All right, Head, this has been fun. Thank you. A lot of fun, Coach. Thanks for having me. Anytime. This has been uh, James Hildreth we've been with. He was a member of the 2004 football team at T.R. Miller, one of the 25, top 25 football teams at Miller of all time. All right. That's the 2004 T.R. Miller Tigers, the number 14 team of all time, one of uh, 10 Miller teams to go undefeated in the regular season. So um, we are we are down to um, 13 teams left to be named as we're working towards the top 10. And um excited about that. And you can go on Facebook and uh, uh, check out some of the posts that are coming and uh, about the, some of the teams. Again, pictures and videos and, and, and stuff like that. And so, Michael, what do you think so far uh, as far as uh, the committee and, uh, you know, about these two teams? Um, I feel very honored to be uh, a part of those two teams. Uh, I think the committee's done a pretty good job so far. You know, I have heard um, some rumblings uh, from some of my former teammates that they sure hope that the committee did not overlook uh, the work <laughs> that they had done, that they weren't real sure how they were going to um, express their concerns if if um, if some of their squads didn't make it. Um, I'm hoping that this edition of the podcast will maybe um, alleviate some of those concerns they had that they will be pleased with, with their ranking. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we know there's only going to be one number one. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, that that's okay. There's a lot of great Miller teams and um, I'm just excited that you, ex- that, that you and the committee expanded this thing to 25 because uh, you'd, you'd have really uh, upset some folks. If, if you had only done 10, you may have even upset your sons. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you know, the thing about this thing, Michael, is that, there's probably another 15 teams that could be in the top 25, good enough to be in the top 25 because what the committee did is they didn't even consider anybody who had two regular season losses. Like your senior year in 05, we had two regular season losses. You guys went to semifinals. I think you had a record of 11-3 and that year. So we're talking about like an 11-win team that we didn't really even consider, you know, and and that's amazing, and it just shows you the great success that we've had. Uh, there are some schools could be doing top 25, and by the time they get to 13 or 14, they'd be struggling to to come up with, with some teams. That's not been the problem with, uh, with, with us here. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a good problem to have, you know, um, the amount of ball games that you got to play in a career at T.R. Miller um, and that obviously all of these teams were mentioning got to play. Um, not many people get, get to experience that. You know, it kind of hit me in the face when I went off my freshman year talking to, to one of my teammates um, at Huntington about how uh, high, our high school football experience, you know, and, and he basically told me that I got to play, you know, a whole nother season more than he did. He didn't yeah. make the playoffs a single time, you know, and here I am playing in either the state championship or the semifinals every year. And um, just a great football experience um, that not many people get to have that I hope um, that that tradition continues for the young men in Bruton. And and I'll leave you with this one. You know, recently we went to uh, Zeke's uh, 80th birthday 
and went to Zeke's party, and uh, Ron Gibson was there, Ron from the 1990 team, and I was talking to Ron. Ron said basically he thought the 1990 team should be number one. And there were two guys standing across from him over there that played on the 94 team. They just looked at him and laughed. So <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where that is. So, again, well, Michael, thank you. Appreciate you uh, joining this episode of A Minute with Coach Riggs. And, uh, again, you can go on Facebook and uh, check out some of the posts about some of the teams and uh, and uh, check out some of the, the, the bit best plays from some of those years as well. Okay? Thanks again. This has been A Minute with Coach Riggs.